Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I have with me a special guest, Pastor Rachel. She's here with me to share her testimony. And honestly, you guys, this is probably one of the most powerful testimonies I've ever heard in my life. And I believe that if God has drawn you to this video, that it's for a reason, that God wants you to hear this story. It's greatly going to impact you. You know, the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So as she shares the testimony of Jesus, the same thing that God did in her life he can do it in yes. your life. No matter what situation you may be facing, I want you to know that there is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. There is no person that is too far gone. And when you hear her testimony, you're going to hear just that. And so with that, I'm going to hand it over to her. Start from the beginning. Tell us from the beginning what God has done in your life. Okay, so my name is Pastor Rachel Young. I'm actually uh, the director of Mary Song, which is a women's center in Metairie. And I struggled with addiction and mental illness for 25 years. Not only did I struggle in that aspect, I, you know, I didn't even believe in God. So I'm just going to kind of go back a little bit. Right. Um, I was born into a dysfunctional family with a father that was mentally ill and struggled with addiction. My parents were not married. They had an affair. You know, so as a child in that kind of dysfunctional environment, and I got taken away from my mom when I was four, moved in with my dad. We were going to church, but there's a lot of like physical and um, right. mental abuse. And we were also going to church. So my idea of God was super twisted. So we're going to church and then there's right. all this crazy stuff happening at home. And then when I was nine, my mom, who I hadn't seen since I was four, I briefly was able to see her. She got cancer and she died. Wow. So I look at that was like such a defining moment in my life. I was this little girl. I didn't understand because like my mom always represented to me like if I could be with my mom, everything would be okay. Right. And so because she died, I just this I got bent and I started thinking that God didn't love me. And like if he did, why would he let that happen? And right. so I was a little girl alone and had to walk that out on my own because like my dad was, he wasn't there. And and then, right. and then the whole time going to church and trying to pretend like everything's okay and getting abused and all that. So by the time I was 15, I was like full on angry at God in total rebellion, had no hope as far as God was concerned. I didn't want anything to do with God. So right. I ended up leaving home, end up in the French quarter, of course, the greatest place on right. Earth, right? To serve the Lord. And, you know, um, was in full on addiction by that time. I started at 13, really, wow. like just drinking and things like that because I was so awkward and I just got, I was able to cope. It helped me to cope. Right. And it actually made me feel um, not so vulnerable. I didn't want to feel vulnerable. Right. right. And so that path led into stronger and more intense drugs. And because of my biological family line, there was mental illness already in the line of my family and so and addiction. And so next right. thing you know, I'm a full blown drug addict, um, mentally ill, struggling. And when I was 24 years old, it was like the culmination of that life, living a life away from God, hatred towards God in the French Quarter, in witchcraft, wow. full on rebellion, full on drug addict. I had a complete like psychotic break and I was at my house. And the next thing you know, I was literally on the lakefront. I don't even remember driving there, wow. <laughs> um, you know, and I remember standing at the lakefront and I had my boyfriend at the time's nine millimeter my hand. I remember looking in the water, hopeless. And I said the words out loud, you never did anything you said you were going to do, but you're going to do this. And I shot the gun twice in the water and then put it to my chest and pulled the trigger. 
And in that moment, there was an initial pain because I hit myself in my lung and my lung collapsed. And, but then I, when I hit the ground, I literally felt the best that I've ever felt in my life. I, wow. I was, I was gone. I was suspended in what to me was like outer space, like dark blackness. Mm -hmm. And it was quiet and I was floating. And I remember saying, like when that last breath came out of my lungs, I remember saying, finally, like it was finally over. Like all the struggle, the torment, the addiction, the mental illness right. was over. Right. And in a moment of time, I had a vision of my sister and she was looking in my coffin and she looked at me and she said, with weeping, how could you do this to me? And I got sucked back into my body. Wow. Was back on the lakefront. Yeah, it's it's literally <laughs> like it's it's so surreal. Right. And immediately I realized where I was. I was on the lakefront and I thought to myself, I need to go to the hospital. And I saw <laughs> I saw an arm reach down out of the sky and I grabbed that the hand and I got up and whenever I grabbed that hand I felt strong and I had this sense of peace wow. about me which is crazy because it was not just a good situation shot yourself. Yeah. Just <laughs> and um I made it to my car wow was gonna drive that right the, there's a miracle <laughs> that right there is a miracle I was gonna drive to the hospital I couldn't <laughs> drive there because I had right. a standard and I had a hole oh, in my wow. chest wow. so I needed one hand to like hold my chest while I uh you know, shift and I couldn't. So I sat in my car wow. and I was like, I got out and I was, I went and sat on the curb and I woke up because I had literally passed out and hit my head on the curb. And I was wow. like, Oh, I'm going to bleed out. This story is like so crazy and amazing. <sighs> um, and so I got up and I had duct tape in my trunk. So I duct taped myself shut wow. and just waited for someone to come and get me because it was pre cell phones right. and all that. Right. So they brought me to the emergency room. They showed the, the police showed up, which was a total miracle in and of itself because it was three in the morning on the lakefront. Oh my gosh. It was closed down. It was storming and raining. Wow. And how anybody even heard the gunshot is crazy, you know, right. to call the to call an ambulance. Right. So the next thing you know, I wake up and I'm in the ICU. It was just almost like my life was so crazy and chaotic. It was just like another day. Really. It didn't <laughs> even like affect me in a right, way where right. it was like you know, but then I was like, okay, I probably need to like seek some help. Get some help, right. But right. the crazy thing is I hit my lung, my spleen, my colon, and my diaphragm. And oh the gosh. doctor said that I should have aspirated on my own blood literally within minutes. Right. And because my diaphragm was hit that I should have, my lungs shouldn't even been expanding and contracting. Wow. I literally was there, they, they suspect I was there for over an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. That's a like, miracle. Right? Another miracle right there. Well, in that whole time period, I never got afraid or anything like that. Wow. And so after my rescue, you know, let me just say this. I didn't realize at the time that the arm was God. I thought it was right. my mom. I didn't even like, I was so far away from God. And yeah. I didn't even one time in that whole experience cry out for God to help me. I didn't cry out to God and I didn't even think of God. That's how literally how far away from God I was. Wow. Because a lot of wow. people in, when they're stressed out or struggling, right. even that aren't They'll believers, they're like, God. Right. God help me. Nothing. Wow. You know, and that's just a picture of God's mercy Whew. because it was yes, him that it picked is. me up. And I didn't know it at the time. So I started my whole journey of 
um, in and out of psych hospitals, in and out of drug treatment. Um, I was diagnosed with everything under the sun, put on every kind of psychiatric medication. And I did the whole uh, recovery program, secular recovery, AA and A and all that. And I'm not talking bad about any of that. But for me, it was like, okay, here's a set of tools I want you to use. A Band-Aid. <laughs> and I was already had a lot of problems and issues, right? Right. And so just being sober really wasn't enough. Right. And then giving me this, these rules and things that I needed to do to try to convince myself that I was okay, it literally didn't work. And right. so at the end of 10 months and 26 days, I was like, I, I, I give up because I'd rather be, the drugs just shut me down. So right. I'd rather be high and miserable and sober and miserable. So I started a 13 year journey, which I didn't know right. at the time. And uh, towards the Lord, I, I had no idea. I was in and out, like I said, of different um, drug treatment, very, very depressed. And my addiction escalated. So I started out drinking and pills and cocaine, and then I was became a needle junkie. I was doing right. heroin and whatever. It was really, really bad. And so one day, one day, <laughs> one day I was, um, one day I was driving um, around. Uh, actually, I was going to get. It doesn't even matter what I was doing, but I got pulled over, and I didn't even know I was getting pulled over because I was so thin and wow. so high, and I got arrested and I got put in jail. And when I got to jail, I had to detox. I was detoxing off heroin and meth, and had a, an opportunity to really think about my, the condition of my life. Right. And these ladies <laughs> came to the jail and had church. And the girls are like, hey, you want to come to church with us? And I was like, well, I guess I don't have anything <laughs> better to do. Which really was a miracle, too, because I really thought I knew everything about Christianity. Right. and thought I had it all figured out. And Christians, because I just didn't have any really good examples right, of what, right. what Christianity was. And so I go to church, and these two ladies... Um, laid their hand. They asked me if they could pray for me, and they laid hands on me. And I wow. started praying in the Holy Spirit. Wow. And I immediately started shaking and weeping, and I felt something in the pit of my gut release off of me. Wow. And I fell down and just started crying, and that was like my first like spiritual experience right. in there. And then, and then like the next week, another lady came and. She asked me my story, and I was like, I'm about to get out. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go because I knew that if I went back, right. that I was going to end up back in jail right? and all of that. And so she told me about Mary's song, which is where I work now. And she's like, it's a long-term Christian program, and it's anointed. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll go, but I have no idea what that means. Right. And um, so I was released, and this precious lady came and picked me up. And, and brought me to Mary's song. And I remember thinking on the way there, I started freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, I hope they're not a bunch of Jesus freaks. Like, because yeah. I, that was not my thing. Like, I didn't. Right. I stayed away from church, really, because I felt like I already couldn't follow the rules. Right. So why am I going to put myself in a position to have more rules than I can't follow? Right. And I believe that Christians were hypocrites. Right. And a lot of people, that's what they believe about church. They do. You know, that it's just rules and yes. they'll and, never measure up. And you they know? never see. Like, I was never... Right. I never saw people walking in freedom. I saw people right. like my dad was in full on addiction and struggling with mental right. illness and doing crazy stuff and we're going to church. And I literally did not want anything to do with it. And right. then I really believe that God made me bad and then judged me for it. 
like I couldn't reconcile. Like I didn't understand the love of God. Right. I didn't understand Jesus. Right. And so when I got to Mary Song, I remember having this like amazing, first of all, I ended up in church the first night. It was a Wednesday night mm -hmm. and they had a lady at the altar and she was dancing, spinning and um, worshiping. And I thought to myself, I don't know what that is, but I want it. Wow. She looked so free and so childlike wow. and peace. She had peace. And so that was, you know, a touch. And so because I had gotten prayed for to that in the, in the, right. in the jail, the ladies praying in the Holy Ghost over me. I had that connection that praying in the right. spirit was a good thing and not bad because I was told mm -hmm. it was bad. And so I remember the next Sunday, I came in on a Wednesday, the next Sunday I went up for the altar call, but I had done that many, many times before. I always right. felt bad or, you know, in the, in my experience in church, I'd gone up many times, but my life never changed. I had, a, right. I felt something, but I, I always fell back. But this time, I was like, this is it. This is it. Like, right. this has to be real or I can't, it's not, I'm in trouble if it's not. Cause I'm right. like, there's no hope for me. So I went up and gave my life to the Lord and it was beautiful, but this is my, I contribute my salvation experience to later on in the week. Woo. I was reading the Bible <laughs> because we read the Bible, right? Amen. As Christians, we read the Bible, which I had never read the Bible. Right. Well, I did as a kid, but like I said, I wasn't born again. But right. as I was reading, I was I read Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5, and it wow. said, I sought the Lord and he heard Ooh. me. He delivered me from my fears. And this is what got me. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And in that moment, that word became alive. And it was as if God the Father, who I had no idea how good he was, reached down out of heaven put his hand upon my chin and said, Hey, I see you. I was wow. there all along. I know everything that you did and I love you. Look at me. Don't be ashamed. Wow. I love you. And I was literally in that moment, I became someone different. I knew that there was a God that right. was real and was alive and was engaged with me and I was his child and I was literally undone by that because I had never had that type of supernatural interaction even though I had even though he had rescued me so many times I literally know it not right. be right here right now not only I would be in hell that right. night on the lakefront if he had not he touched me but I had I didn't know right this was the first moment that I realized Christianity was <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And I had hope because right. I was like, had that inner sense of I'm a child of God. The Holy right. Spirit bore witness with my spirit that I was a child of God. And there was another spirit at work in me. Right. I began to have hope. And that was the beginning of my journey of encountering the Lord. And he put his heart in me to love the things that he loved. Right. And he was so merciful and kind to me. I couldn't. I didn't know what to do with that. I, I was literally right. annihilated <laughs> many, many times, you know, but because I had lived in that place of darkness for so long, right. my mind needed to be renewed and yes. dysfunctional um, thoughts and ideas right. of God had to be eradicated out of me. And I had to experience, and that's 
the beautiful thing about I'm so thankful for Mary Song and for our church because it's not like a rehab, right? Right. It's like I was picked up and implanted in first into the kingdom of heaven. Right. By my conversion experience with God. But I was implanted into a community of right. people who love the Lord. And so I had this family and this belonging and I was able to be supported right. and helped as I walked it out because I needed a lot of help. And like, I still need a lot of help, <laughs> you know, but it's a real, it was a, this relational thing that I just had no understanding of how God could love me. And so as the, this Friday makes 26 years since Ooh. I shot myself and I'm just made 12 years of being born again. It's I don't amazing. even say of sobriety because it's not about that. It's not about that, I'm right. not a recovering addict. I'm a new creation in Christ. Yes. All things have passed away. Right. All things are new. Amen. That life of, hi, I'm Rachel, I'm an addict every day. And you're just battling to right. like not do things you want to do because they're bad. The, right. The amazing thing about being born again and translating it to the kingdom of God right. is you have a new heart. Yes. With new desires and you begin to be grieved by the things that grieve God and desire the things that God desires. So it was like, for the first time in my life, I had the strength and power to be able to walk things out and the desire to want them. And then the Holy Spirit, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, that was a whole nother level. Right. (laughs) Because I was like, oh my gosh, like praying in the Holy Spirit, like my mind was unfruitful. Right. You know what I mean? Like I was being built up in the Lord and my mind became unfruitful and it was like a bypass, a right. brain bypass. Right. You know, and a direct like connection to the power of God. With God with it's the amazing. Power of God. And so it's I want amazing. to say this, which I think is amazing because once I was born again on the anniversary of that night, I I would just be undone and a few years back I said, God, why did I feel so peaceful that night? Because I was not, I shouldn't have been at peace, right? And I had always thought it was either uh, my body was in shock or was under the deception of the enemy. Right. God told me, you were at peace because the Prince of Peace was there. And even though you were not conscious of me being there, my presence Mm. kept you at peace. And then I saw Jesus walking on the water of the lake front. Wow. Coming and reaching down and picking me up. <laughs> oh, man. And really, that's what he does. That's who That's who Jesus is. He yeah. takes, nothing is too hard for him. I mean, yeah. if you think, you know, that's just one experience. Shooting yourself is pretty intense. It's a very good yeah. indicator that you are definitely not okay. Right. You know, right. and you need help. And it's beyond right. help, beyond anything right. anybody can do in this world. And I just want to encourage everybody that's listening that I don't care where you've been or what you've done, where you came from, where you find yourself right now. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing. No one's too far away. He delights. He delights to give you the kingdom. It's his desire that you would know him for who he is. He's a good father. He's our best friend. He's our healer, our deliverer. You do not have to stay addicted to drugs for the rest of your life. You do not have to be mentally ill and depressed. I have an amazing life. Like I am joyful. I have peace. I know that anything the Lord brings me to that he's going to equip me to overcome. I live a supernatural life. 
I'm the director of a women's center. I'm yes. not qualified to do that. It's amazing. Jesus has qualified. You would me. never know. No. I mean, knowing her, you would never know the no. incredible testimony no. and what God's brought her out of. Yeah. It's yeah. just amazing. And you know, the scripture I'm thinking of as you're talking, it's just that there's a scripture in Hebrews that says that Jesus, that he is able to save to the uttermost. And you know, that's the difference she mentioned. I don't know if you heard her mention this, but she was on psych meds. She had probably tried other recovery rehab programs and those things can only help you so much. They put a bandaid on an, on a spiritual problem, but Jesus is able to save to the uttermost. That means that it is a complete salvation and it's permanent. It's not a temporary fix up like some rehab center because you know, many people Mm. that deal with the type of addiction that pastor Rachel was in, they They are not able to live free from it for the rest of their lives. Most people end up going back. But the difference is that when when you receive Jesus Christ, that he saves you to the uttermost. Like you said, he takes out the old nature and he gives you a brand new life. It's not a fixed up life. She's not an ex-addict. It's a brand new life in Christ. That's right. That's right. Dead and gone. Buried, dead and gone. That's right. That's right. And it's literally, that is the power of Jesus Christ. And I believe that that there are many people that God has drawn to this video that maybe you can relate with parts of Pastor Rachel's testimony. Maybe you grew up in a rough home that you just hate God. You're mad at God. Maybe you're dealing with mental illnesses, you know, like she was as well, and or maybe substance abuse, drug addiction, trying to numb the pain of life or trauma that you've been through as a child or whatever it may be. If you can relate with any part of this testimony, I want you to know that Jesus is able to save you to the uttermost. And so I I want to pray over every single person that is watching this. If you can relate with that, I want you to just lift up your hands and receive from the Lord. Father, I just pray over every single viewer that you have drawn to this video. Lord, if there's any person watching this that is bound by addiction, bound by depression, bound by suicide, Lord, we command every chain to be broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your power that is entering homes all over the world. Lord, as people are tuning into this video, I thank you that right now your power is touching lives. It's setting people free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that the testimonies that will come out of this video will be great in Jesus' mighty name. And if you are watching this and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, that's where it all begins. You have to surrender to him. He is reaching out his hand to you today to save you and to pull you out of that pit. And if you're watching this and you've never made Jesus your Lord and your Savior. Today is your day to do that. Today is your day to receive Jesus Christ. And so if you want to do that, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Rescue me, Lord. Jesus, I believe that you died for me and that you rose again for me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And as you prayed that, I want you to know that God is saving you, that you are now born again. And if you prayed that with me, we want to hear from you. You know, the Bible says that faith has action. If you prayed that prayer with me, I want you to type in the comments of this video, I prayed the prayer. And when we see those comments, Pastor Rachel and I, we are going to be praying for you as you continue out this new life in Jesus Christ. And if you want to learn more about Mary's song, Pastor 
Pastor Rachel is now the director of the very program that God used to literally transform her life. And like we said previously, it's not a rehab. It is a restoration center where people can come to discover redemption and new life in Christ. And so I'm going to put the link to the Mary Song website in the description. If you or someone you know needs help, needs to get free, like she said, to be surrounded by people that are going to help you on your new journey of life with Christ, I want you to check out the website, check out the program and consider coming to join. And also, you know, if this testimony touched you in any way, you can also donate financially into Mary's song and support the work of God. And really when you're sowing into Mary's song, you are sowing into women just like Pastor Rachel who are experiencing redemption in Jesus Christ. And God is literally making them into a sign and a wonder to their generation of the power of God and the new life of Jesus Christ. So we'll put those links in the description of this video. And we just want to say thank you in advance. And until next time, God bless you. Bless.